You're not gonna be happy. Why? I don't remember hardly anything that happened in the last episode. That's okay. We can just talk about in general. Yeah. Well, I remember like tiny, tiny little things like, you know, where did Arya's horse go? <laughs> Ollie, I oh, appreciate wait, you, know you bringing me a gift. But... No cold open. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother Scroll. That's Jake. That's Bob. There we go. It's very rare that we don't have a cold open, but it's kind of fitting. Um, <laughs> but where'd Arya's horse go? Yeah, that was... Stupid? Okay. For me, that was just... That was a continuity issue. Like, that was, like, real bad continuity issue. It's like, oh, hey, she rides a horse out of town. And, and then, then she's back in town, shockingly. And also, well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, what happened to the horse is a Grey Worm sacrificed it to give him massive alacrity. Because John leaves Grey Worm killing a bunch of people. And then he's standing, and then he's at, the- standing at the top of the fucking keep. Yeah. Some pretty shitty continuity. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, any movie or television show, like Take Your Pick, is going to have continuity oh, no, issues. Sort of like the Aria horse thing. That's just me being a dick because that was yeah. the fucking title of the last episode. Okay. No, that was, don't. yeah. And then a horse. Oh, our episode. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's the only. The Grey Worm thing was actually fucking bad. That was bad design. Not in a, oh, they left the coffee cup out because they've been filming for fucking 15 hours. Not shit. All right. And also, well, you had to increase the fucking uh, light sensitivity on your monitor to see it. Because in the original, it was darker than the evilest of popos. Okay. <laughs> it should have been that that this season was so dark. It should have been set up on the fucking lookout with Kami. Okay. It should be wearing a shitty little vest in a dumb fucking turban and big poofy pants. It is straight up Mr. Fucking Popo. All right. But it. God, what even happened? Okay. So let's try and figure out what happened with now the, the framing, of course, of her walking toward John whenever he's walking up the steps and Drogon's behind her and he spreads his wings. Uh, yeah, that is that was That's them. possibly probably the best shot of the entire and the whole reason, episode. Probably the whole reason they did everything is because they wanted that shot. But it was a good shot. Yeah, that's a money shot. Also, follow by, uh, yeah, it is nitpicky though, but when she's going on her whole I was, world tour speech, she's talking to Havalyrian. Not Vase Dothrak, so... Well, that's because she went from talking to the Dothraki to the Unsullied. So that's why she went from Dothraki to Valyrian. Oh, she did? Is because, yeah, she was saying those things to each group in their own turn and in their own words, you know? She just made the one speech, though, that had the beginning and the end. Beginning, middle, end. There weren't two speeches. Right. Well, but, I mean, essentially what she was saying to the... Dothraki is essentially what she said to the Unsullied and then some. But yes, I, I know what yeah, you mean. Just She's just saying it. I, I, I didn't notice and of course, the whole... John had no idea what she was fucking but saying. No, no, no. And here's the thing. I, I've i seen a lot of people gristle about it, saying it's like, yeah, and yet they're reacting, but they have no idea. It's like, you don't have to know what somebody's saying when somebody's going full fucking Nazi, okay? They're going fast. Or just like if you didn't have the subtitles for Call Drogo's speech after um uh after giving Viserys his crown of gold, like that big speech he talks about, like where you know they'll yeah. cross the poison and water. Guess what, Jake? You don't need you don't need subtitles guess to know what? what he's trying to say. The first time I saw it, I didn't have subtitles. I didn't know there were subtitles because the rip I had didn't have the subtitles on it. Right. And guess what? I fucking got it. Yeah. So yeah, nah shit. She's saying we're gonna fucking and she you can hear the names of places. And then two plus two, you have nothing but warriors and nothing but fucking nomadic uh reavers. Nah shit. 
like context fucking clues, just yeah. wanting to bitch. There are so many things about this season of Game of Thrones that you can bitch about. Fucking everything that they're bitching about, you don't need to fucking pull it strings. Which is exactly why I think I'm going the opposite direction is because it's so much little things that people are bitching about, and I'm like... <sighs> yeah, and they're peppering... thing is, though, they're... They're peppering it in with the actual issues, so you start accounting the actual issues with the same, oh, fuck off, that you do with the bullshit yeah. issues. The only one that I don't say, oh, fuck off, is the compressed, the the time compression, because they have They've six They've always e- had that. I've, like, as, in mean, like, as in, like, oh, how they left Great or uh, dude, White even, Harbor and got to the fucking- seasons three and four yeah. were compressed, because those were one book, and, it, I mean, you know, there's still oh, a lot Oh, I thought you that, meant, like, travel in story. Okay, never mind. Well, I mean, like, let, how are you going to bitch about a show and it's- leaps in logic that has fucking dragons and magic in a three-eyed raven. Nope. I'm sorry, Jake. I completely disagree. You can still have fantasy elements in a story and still have structure. That doesn't give you carte blanche to make a fucking anything story. I'm not saying it does, but you've got to remember, you're watching a fucking fantasy show. It's not like you're watching a Ken Burns documentary. When I'm talking about, uh, so you are talking about like the travel time compression right no i was oh. just talking about like everything period like a whole lot of story in a short period of time yeah no that That's, is an actual problem that that is the only pro that is yeah. the problem that i give the most credence to and i'm the most okay with people giving but that's not what most people they, are giving. they were trying saying, too oh, hard too shitty fast writing. yeah no it's still not shitty writing no. you can have an <clears throat> issue with the writing but don't say it's shitty because if you were any better you'd be doing the fucking job homie right? so and guess you, what you, and and not a you good scene. I know, but. I know. And a good and a good uh, indicator of that is one of the final scenes. Even though it makes no sense that Sam fucking Tarly is a fucking grand maester, but yeah, well, he's on the small council because you don't have to be a grand maester to be on a small council, but it's usually the fact you're usually one of the masters to sit on the council, but. I don't really get him being I there, think but it's just, I, I don't. Re- I get him, I get Tyrion appointing Braun because Braun is now fucking actively threatening him, and her. Uh, Brienne is the. I guess. Well, she's the only. Well, few living knights. So yeah, sure. She's the. She's the commander of the Kingsguard. The only one that nobody can question being there is the Onion Knight. Yeah, as master Davos. of ships. Yes. Who do you want to be in control of your ships? And your navy. Yeah. The best fucking smuggler in the world. Okay, yeah. not Westeros. Yeah. So yeah, but that whole scene where they're all just bickering, where everything just goes back to normal, that is showing good acting, good shot composition, and good writing. Because you had Tyrion just freaking out, making sure everything was set just right. And he, his position he was is doing right. That, you know what I perfect. was thinking whenever what? he was adjusting the chairs? I was like, that's kind of a very Tywin thing. I felt like that's something that Tywin would do. Also, I want you to think one of the first times he was on the small council. Mm-hmm. He grabbed the chair and moved and it loudly. Oh no! Wait, no, it. no! It was because Cersei had picked one, had picked up a chair to move it to sit next to Tywin as a to oh, say. Oh yeah, that's ah, what ha, it was. Ha, ha. It was. So, it wasn't one of his first ones. It was right after Tywin came back. Yeah. So yeah. and so he took that chair and screamed. <laughs> it was a nice throwback to that, yeah. which was good writing. Yeah. That, that whole was scene, and when too. everybody comes in and just dashes his plot, his his hopes and dreams by fucking not not keeping to the order he's trying to structure in this small room. That was great. That's great writing. They do have great writing, but they were so rushed they did not give enough passes and nobody asked questions, yeah. enough questions, because, Jake, how the ever-loving fuck did Tyrion find his brother and sister? The entire catacombs fell. Not just a little bit of things. The fucking pillars shattered. What are you talking about? When he went searching for Jamie and fucking Cersei's body? Bodies? Yeah. When that shit fell on them in the last episode, the pillars crumbled. The entire catacombs dropped. But yet, it was just, you know... But we also didn't see the entire catacombs. We just saw a ceiling falling. The entire ceiling falling. Domino style. It... 
And the fact that they're in where they fell, they weren't within a giant floor of fallen uh, rocks. They were in a pile of it that were set across a flat floor. That part is like, dude, guys, again, it's with the horse thing. Horse thing. They didn't give it enough passes. It's just like, dude, I get it would be great him finding it and having his moment and, you know, giving uh, Dinklage another somewhat let's try for an Emmy moment, which is, I don't know. But, um, but no, it just seemed like how, 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 how that. Yeah. That's more being pedantic. No, the pedantic part like, is people but... saying that they should be their whole body should be fucked up and blah blah blah. It's like, but you need to know as the fucking audience, that's just screen talent. That's just it's visual like, yeah, storytelling. Let's make it to where you can't tell it's Jamie and Cersei, so that you can bitch about it and be yeah. like, you can't tell it's Jamie and Cersei. Exactly. It's only a golden hand. I, yeah. Yeah. No. So that's you can't be you can't win either way. Legitimate issue being that whole scene was framed weird. And if it had like three or four more passings, but they were rushing everything. What right, do you every, mean by passings? As in in the writer's room. If somebody were asking questions like, okay, so we're going to shoot it like this. We're going to no, do that. No, but what if it that- did have all those passings and that's why it's compressed more? Because maybe it was a longer scene. Maybe it had more oomph to it or more buildup. But because you only have 85 minutes in this episode, you have to pick and choose what you show. Again, that's but the problem that's a, with no, compression. No. That's why I'm saying like all of the time frame being compressed is the but, to me the only legitimate legitimate issue that people have brought up because there is so much and such little time they're trying to they were just trying to do too much. And and that's why it's the only thing that for me is legitimate. Everything else is subjective. But Jake, your point there didn't really because my problem with that scene wasn't that it, it was quickly done. You said done. it needed more passings as through in, a writer's as room. As in the simple fact of they were found in a pile of rubble when if all the pillars were breaking in a quick in a domino style, it would have been an entire floor. It would have been a needle in a haystack kind of thing. That little thing of him just coming up like, oh, flat floor, little uh, pile of rubble. Let's dig. Possibly. It's just one of the, uh, it might be me being pedantic on that one. I I will give that. But that just kind of like took me away a bit. I was like, why is the floor clear? Like, but it it wasn't clear. That's the thing. They were under rubble. Also, there was rubble on top of them and there was rubble under them. Going towards that. There was a clear floor, is my point. Is the whole room should have been fucked because all the pillars got taken. But that's just us us having different uh focusing on different shit. That I get just that there's no way we'll find a common ground on that because it's just personal opinion and grustling, so fuck it. But I uh, I'm just using that as a steps of uh you know, sitting in the room a bit, talking about the setup kinda like how we discussed about the horse, just being gone. You know, if you spend a little more time since everything was compressed, it feels like a lot of things were rushed that weren't fight scenes because everybody loves their little fight scene moments. So they made sure those were done well, not greatly lit, but well. <laughs> so, yeah, I those they they spent Again, all their time to make sure to me, but not if I can't see. No, if I actively can if it is a battle. Taking place at fucking night, and it is the return of the long night. How can anyone in their right mind and common sense expect it to be bright? I I just, I, I, that's why I cannot be bright. That's why it's pedantic to me because it's going to be fucking dark. It can be dark. All you have is torches on walls. Yeah. That's the only lighting that you really have, period, in such a setting. There's a difference between. Uh, alluding to thing and going oh because it was that's all they would have at the time it's like who fucking cares okay I don't it's Obviously about you. no 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 who cares if oh yeah it's only lit by light it, there's no way you'd be able to see well who fucking gives a shit about that you're you're introducing something in a visual medium okay you can't just have a blackout theater uh blackout fucking I. Uh, a one-man show where it's just, you can't, like, Jake, I literally could barely see anything of all this work they did. I could see maybe at most 
30% of what was going on at any given... I am No, Jake, I am being absolutely fucking serious. I couldn't see shit. Then it is an issue with whatever you were watching it on. Because I watched to it on say two it different fucking things. That's... It was so fucking hard to see shit. I could barely make out what was going on. All right? Unless it was something very special, which they made sure was a little bit better. It was very hard to watch that shit, which is... A bad decision to make. I don't care if it's a whole, yeah, it would have been dark when they did that. Well, bully for them, okay? If you're trying to make a fucking period piece, you go on and do that. You're trying to make a fucking action show for people. Like, just saying, just by saying it's all they would have. That's why I don't. This isn't colonial fucking Williamsburg, Jake. I don't fucking care. That's why I don't care about people's complaints about the the amount of time it takes to go from point A to point B. Because people people somehow have an issue with that, have an issue with lighting whenever I'm like, y'all just need to fucking get over yourselves, man. Because for me, like, dude, with the lighting, if if it was more well lit. All right. If it was more well lit to where it was unnatural, you you and others that have an issue with the the overall darkness of that episode would then bitch about that. Okay, but Jake, you just said you don't have a problem with travel compressions. Yeah, and I don't but, have a problem with the lighting either. Oh wait, you, uh, but at the same time, you said with your defense of the lighting is it was a battle at night and they only had torch lights. What would you expect? That's having your cake and fucking it too. You don't have a problem when this is compressed. Nobody fucks cake. But I you wish you'd stop saying that because it's too not bad. Funny. I'm going to keep fucking saying it. Okay. All right. Nobody fucks cakes. Yeah, because they were a bad band. All right. I said cakes. Yeah, no, the second time not, you said cakes. No, I said cakes both oh, times. I don't fucking care. But no, you you're having it both ways in that argument. You were defending that because that's all they would have, but then you're saying, I don't care if they speed up travel time. Yeah. That's that's having it both ways. You were defending the act of it's all they would have at the time, but then saying, fuck it, let's go ahead and just, because it's... Which it's, one again, is more impactful on a story? Lighting. I'm sorry. If it's a visual story, you need to be able to accurately see it. Cool. They should have just lit it like the fucking mountain versus the viper, so that care. everybody would bitch about that instead. No, because at least everybody could see everything. Then I re- that is complete fucking disregard, Jake. And you like well, Jesus so was saying it was too dark. Yeah. No, an actual complaint of saying I could not see what was going on. You're saying, well, fuck it. Let's just make it bright as fuck. Yeah. Having a no, it was. I'm not saying it's Dude, a problem you, with the light of the scene. You can change slight hicks in the actual fucking a uh, film itself when you're recording. There are things you could have done pre and post production of that scene to get it fixed. Plus, let's remind everybody that you also don't have the best visual eyesight in the world. Yeah, and <laughs> and I'm just no that that really doesn't affect in this aspect because I don't have bad night vision, which is ironic because you do. No, I don't. Did, Dude, don't I you say you have to wear your, but that's the time where you have to wear your glasses. When driving. That's what I'm talking when about. Dri- night vision is when not I'm being able about, to see something. Oh, I'm, sorry, in the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was actually talking about driving. I, I that was my fault. No, I should have said night vision driving, while driving. When driving, that's only because the headlights, they start to merge together and it's hard to separate one light from the other. So I have to. So That's kind of the point of headlights. They're designed to merge no, together no, 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 in one no. beam. With, with headlights, whenever I'm not wearing my glasses. Oh, like coming the beams, to you. Coming like, to you. Right. So okay, as it's mind. coming to me. So you yeah. see like the round bulb, but then the light that comes out and up it all kind of merges together to where see, it almost looks like it's just a super fat I actually, motorcycle. I actually have you beat on that, thanks to astigmatisms. Because it makes lights have like a little crosshatch like it's in a fucking 80s anime. Yeah. Which I didn't, I thought everybody saw. Mine has crosshatch too. Well, congratulations, I think you might have an astigmatism. I, probably, but. But no, that, I thought everybody saw that because light is supposed to be diffused in a thing. Yeah. But every time I see it, it has like those streaks and sheens yeah. and... Apparently that's because of yeah. my stigma. But anyway, so no, it's just for distance. It's not for being yeah. able to okay. see something. Never mind. It's, yeah, I honestly thought you were talking about your headlights. <laughs> so this episode, okay. But no, Jake. Part of my problem. No, no, we're just we're moving that because 
getting uh, past it. Fucking can you at hell. least say that they did a good job of making it seem like you couldn't tell if it was Danny or John that got stabbed? When? Oh, no, I no. I'm sorry. I thought we were still talking about that fight. We've been yelling about no, each other for said, like 10 you said, minutes. You said, no, let's move on. Okay. And so I moved on. Yeah, but Jake, I almost kept going. I was expecting you to just keep going. Nope. <laughs> but uh, no, I always knew. Like, it I was, mean, I figured it was John stabbing Danny, but they did a really good job of the way it was framed in I for was like half two watching seconds. That scene. I'm serious. I was only half watching it because I knew that was going to happen. I wasn't expecting Drogon to understand. It's like, oh, I understand. Fuck the throne. Well, see, I, I actually liked <laughs> it. Was... See, the only reason I, the thing I liked most about that is it felt very D&D. It felt like Drogon had the, the awareness. The wanting to wrap up the session. Yeah, it's like fucking Jeff wrote this shit. Um, <laughs> like, fuck, can we just go? But no, it, it did. It seemed like that he was aware because he knew that John was going. Yes, and, John and every, is a dragon rider, so right. They... But he had, I think, Drogon had some awareness, and then whenever it happened, I think he realized why. Oh shit! And that's why he melted the throne is because he's like, this is what's caused all of this, and why I no longer have a mother. And he melted it down again. This is just it might be me warping the story to fit. So he's a dragon rider. He's also a warg. So that level of telepathic bond, now that Danny's gone, the most powerful telepathic bond of a Targaryen and also being a warg, being able to empathize with animals, Drogon knew everything that was going on. Like, as in, it could feel. And all you could feel at that time is, this goddamn fucking throne ruined my life. Mm -hmm. So it felt that. And it, blah, 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 blah. yeah. And then it took Danny off because it's still his mama. That I would like. That is pure, and that would be a horrible thing to sit down and explain to the audience. I understand that would have been just like, okay, can we put a pause here? Um, John actually telepathically bonded with me right now, so I'm, and actually, I can feel his hatred for this round. So, blah, blah, blah. actually, I th the thing the thing that I think would be the simplest. Um, reason why he didn't burn down John was because even though we know that John stabbed her, Drogon may not necessarily. Yeah, and considering John was holding her and crying, Drogon may not have yeah. picked up on that. And all he saw was John holding and crying Daenerys. I think it would have been better crying and holding Daenerys if Drogon was the one that got killed by Euron, because. In that instance, Drogon was always the most angry, the most volatile. And then you would think he would just torch the whole fucking room, like as in just, just, yeah. just freaking turn into a pinwheel. Yeah. So, but if it was a Viserion, what was the Rhaegal? Rhaegal. If it was Rhaegal, who John rode yeah. as well, that actually would have made sense more because he had more of a bond with it. But. Drogon's Danny. She'll always write it. It would make yeah. no sense her surviving if Drogon got yeah. got. But that's. I'm just saying it would have thematically in that scene would have done. But you know, coulda woulda shoulda didda. You yeah. know, makes sense. But uh, so Tyrion convinces Jon to murder Daenerys in a kind of okay, like pretty well written dialogue really scene. scene. I've actually started to have a theory and. With the site, I think I'm going to have it in a better spot to where we can start um, like promoting it more, like maybe on Monday or Tuesday. And I actually have something in mind. While I was mowing, it kind of came to me. And I'm, wonder <laughs> I'm wondering if the whole love is the death of duty, I think that, that it's super overarching. Like, throughout the entire story, if you think about it, there are any number of examples yeah. where love is what caused X, Y, or Z to happen. And hey, I'm thinking girl. that whether they realize it or not in the writing, I think that even more than A Song of Ice and Fire, it really is a tale of death be or love being the death of duty. Yeah. And the only time that because duty of... overrode love, I'm was, sorry, I'm twelve. It's all right. Was when John stabbed Daenerys. 
That was the one time in the entire story where duty, <laughs> where duty. I didn't smile that time. Where your uh, what was needed to be done? <laughs> yes, where what needed to be done was done instead of love winning. Yeah, that's the only time in this entire series, and this entire story where that has don't, happened. Don't fucking. She's just sniffing. Spooge on. She's the not. Picture. She was just sniffing. <laughs> no, that wasn't a dude. She put her nose up and just, I thought that was she hilarious. At the was corner. Like, Yes, even the pictures are going to have splooge on them now. <laughs> but, yeah, because you had, it was the start of the war, all right? And going super duper far back, you know, it also caused a war, like with the second fucking ruler of the, of uh, the second Targaryen ruler. Uh, you had... Well, of course, started the War of the Seven King or Seven Kingdoms. Uh, let's see. Well, not necessarily. Wait, which one? The Roberts Rebellion? Yeah, Roberts Rebellion. Yeah. Sorry, but oh then, shit! Then the uh, then Rob losing the war was because, because of, of love. love, not duty. Yeah, but there's only one character who always chose love over duty. I'm sorry, duty over love. Duty over love. Who Ned? No, it is John. Oh, did he yeah. stay with Egret? That's true. Like with Egret, he chose duty over love. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's really he came back to the watch when so many other people would have kept abandoning. Yep. Let's see. I. Uh, no matter how fucking I, uh, how bad it looked to everybody else, he stuck to not the love of his Northmen. Well. Duty and love were hand in hand in that one because yeah. we are going to fucking die. Because he, well, because he had such an emphasis on his on his duty to his people, that is why they loved the him. The land's a man. It, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. And maybe that's John why. John always was. But that's, but it's also coming from Eamon. Eamon understood where John was coming from better than anyone else. I still think that Eamon probably knew that John was Rhaegar's son. Because him and Rhaegar were in, were uh, in correspondence. Yeah. yeah. I, I just find it difficult to believe that Eamon didn't know that. But Eamon. Or at the very least, yeah. Eamon not, had or to, at the very least. Because think about it. It could have been just fucking Rhaegar was at war that whole time, so he wasn't, he didn't know about, like, the kid full gestation. So, it's just, oh, oh, so the place where his wife was, and her brother came back, and now he has a bastard kid. Okay, yeah, that's obvious. But really, Eamon did it also. Eamon was able to choose duty over love. The love of his family, of even Egg, right, could not, and the death of Rhaegar could not bring Maester Aemon from the wall. So really, Aemon and John are kind of like those those hand in hand Targaryens. So there's, I don't know, it's something that I'm, I'm like, I really kind of want to write about this. They're also the Targaryens who refuse the throne. Yep, they're the few. They are like the only Targaryens to refuse well, didn't the throne. Duncan Targaryen, like Duncan the whole genie of a... Old Stones. No, because oh. Aegon had a son that he named Duncan oh, after Duncan the Tall. I, oh God, I haven't read the Fire and Blood book in a while. Yeah, I haven't either. But that's where the whole genie of Old Stones comes in because Duncan. Um, gave up his claim to the throne, which is wh- why Eris became. Ah, is that right? No, because a- Egg and Aemon were brothers. Yeah, Aemon went to the mate. Uh, just put himself, made himself but no, a maester. Egg's, yeah, Egg's. He never son, had a claim technically right, because he went. Son gave up his claim, which is why Eris became ah. king. Because even though Eris was Aegon's brother, yeah, that's what it was then. So no, that's why the whole genie of old stones. Why, yeah, that song is a thing, because he gave up the 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 uh, throne for love. He gave up duty for love. But no, it's just something. I, while I was mowing, it just was an epiphany, and it hit me, and I was like, dude, I don't even know if they realize it. And, and I don't think the show runners realize it, and I don't even know if the book realizes it. I don't know if Martin yeah, Martin Martin's whole writing Martin scheme would probably is, realize it. No, that's but. all Martin's writing is. 
bad relationships and learning to move past them to the for the greater good half the time. It Mar- it's Martin Steve's Jake. It is his thing. So Yeah. I don't know. It was just something while I was girl. mowing, I was like, Oh man, you know what? That stuff makes a whole lot of sense. Alrighty. So the 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 this is a bit I do understand the gristling of because Grey Worm's going crazy. Okay. Grey Worm is just pissed. And so here's the meeting of all the powerful lords in Westeros. You have the hand who betrayed uh, his queen, his queen's murderer's brother or cousin. Well, at the time, he thinks brother, sisters, best friend, uncle, not uncle. No, I'm sorry, step uncle. Because no. it's no, it's oh, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. step uncle. <laughs> um, his right hand man during the war, and his cousin, his cousin's advisor. No, step cousin, step, step cousin's yeah, advisor. Step, yeah, and then the people who actively fucking give two shits about your cause because they were your allies. Why the fuck? Like, as in terms of, I'm shocked. Grey Worm didn't just straight fucking murder them all right there because why the hell wouldn't he? His his army or is stronger because remember Arya was sitting there. That is true, but uh, dude, I loved her clap back to Yara. She's like, "How about if you say that about my brother again? I slit your throat." <laughs> and she just dead ass looks at Yara, and Yara's looking at her, and she, and Arya gives her the eyebrow raise, like, "You want to test me? You what, mate?" <laughs> dude, I just fucking loved it. She's like. If you uh, if you threaten my brother again, I'll slit your throat. And then that was that was all she had to say. And Yara was like, "Who do you think you is?" And Ari is like, "Who do you think you is?" <laughs> it was so good, dude. I loved it. Have you seen the Avon Targaryen pic? Yeah. Okay, good. Because yeah. that's just great. You have bread and it's fucking short shorts. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, come on, if you're wearing a thing over your leg, why the shit not? <laughs> yeah. No. So again, with Hi. that. That felt like it was. I get no, as in like I'm not. No, no, causing... the scene itself. I yeah. understand the scene. But I do too. I think it's jumping from John in the throne room, which way too fast to that. Yeah, there's there's. They don't even raise like the only person who gets a beard is John, dude. There's like no rub down. It's just there's like no. It's no just wham. Like it just you don't it goes even right get after you it. don't even get. A fucking uh, Chris Columbus style fucking shot of Hedwig flying <laughs> in the sea changing. Okay, yeah. no, it's just it's just like <laughs> no Whopper Willow shaking yep. his leaves. But no, that was that was jarring. I get you know I'm not saying like that was a horrible thing. Like yeah, they no, it was. I just thought like in terms of like dude. Greyworm couldn't, he should have. He had every right to just straight slit everyone's throats because, sure, he would have had trouble with Arya. But they're also an army of 2,000 people against a room of 10, three of which are their allies. And poor Edmure, because I get it, him being all like, I was in the wall, I was in two walls, I was in this, maybe I should be king. Sit down, uncle. See, but I- here's the thing. He did that because nobody said shit. He was looking around to see if anybody was going to do anything. He was like, fuck, if nobody's going to step the goddamn up. Yeah. And he gets fucking treated like a clown shoe for it. Yeah. None of these motherfuckers stood up. All right? One of them physically can't. What the fuck was everybody else's excuse? Okay? Yeah. Maybe Robin is just so shocked by being tall now. All right? He's... He know, doesn't know how to work his legs. His, uh, his hey, glam up. Hey, dude. He pulled the Neville Longbottom and milk. Milk does the body good. It worked for Torment. It worked for Robin. <laughs> but uh, Bob, let me just say mm-hmm. that what I expected to be your biggest complaint, you haven't even mentioned. I probably so forgot it. I so it must not have been what because why was Bran basically appointed? King. Oh no, that's an that's a bit of an, a large no, 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 bit no, no, of an no, no, annoyance. No, no. Think about it. Why? What is it that Tyrion says specifically? Oh yeah, he did all these great things, which he didn't. He got drugged around. I'm looking for one word. Stories. And what is it that you always complain about with Sansa? <laughs> 
I heard I heard Tyrion says He's our All life is, is just a lot of stories. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, Bob's going to like lose I was, his I was shit. already half watching was, at this point, Jake. I was, I was like, that's a very Sansa thing. <laughs> it's like, well, he has the stories. I mean, and <laughs> I don't know why. But I really I, hated that. Like, okay, he did, he, did he did this. He did this. He did this. He did all this. Like, yeah, no, he didn't. He got drug around at all this. Somebody drug him to this. Hmm. Like, oh, Brand? he crossed the wall while he was uh, crippled. Like, you know what What happened? A big fucking mountain of a man drug him across. And then a, a tired, starved, emotionally damaged girl drug him back. But but I think well, you're, you're completely right. Yes. However... I'm trying not to say but, because you know what Ned Stark says about anything before the word but. Um, but here's the thing, though. While all he of that... But. While all of that is correct, he w- he's still essentially defenseless. Like, even though yeah. Mira was still... Yes, Mira was doing X, Y, and Z. Cold hands kind of helped him get to the wall also. Kinda. Yeah. He fucking drug... He helped drag yeah. him. But she drove right. him the rest of the but way. But the thing is, is that all intents and purposes, he was still defenseless. And he continues to be defenseless. Just because he knows X, Y, and Z doesn't mean that somehow he's all of a sudden a better fighter or he can best defend himself. Right? But. She farted. Good girl. Um, But here. Shit, what was it I was going to say? He can't defend himself, but here. I don't. I, I'll have to wait for it to come back to me. Because I was totally going to say something, and I forget what it was now. So that butt is going to have to wait till it comes back. Yeah, okay. probably. But no, I mean, it's just one of those things to where he still did those things. Yes, it was with the assistance of others, but he still did. He still did those things. And I really, really goddamn hate that there was no closure to what the fuck he was doing at the Battle of Winterfell. Bran? Yeah, there was no fucking end to that. There was no fucking closure of that plot hole. Him sending those birds out to do something. Well, no, Now, if it was a giant swarm... You could assume he's there to try to fuck with the Night's King. There was only like six ravens. That's what I was going to say, right? Okay. A lot of people are giving Bran shit like, oh, why should he be king? Because he knows all of this stuff, right? And it's like, why did he turn down, you know, Lord of Winterfell? Because Because he he knew this was coming, yeah. Right. And so it got me to thinking because everything aside... Since he knows all of this stuff, he also knows when not to say something, right? Because what would have happened if Bran sat there and said, hey, this is exactly how everything's going to happen. That's not how things would have happened. No. Yeah. Everything would have completely changed. Seeing so the future in, changing it. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the back to the future paradigm. Yeah. So instead of <clears throat> saying X, Y, and Z, he just kind of lets it happen. Just like with giving Arya the knife. He knew that I, 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 I won't deny <laughs> that he knew that she could she would be the one that could potentially use it to do what she did. And in at, at that moment, it would it makes perfect thematic sense. You give her a dagger that can kill the others that yeah. wants to automatically kill them, and also use this dagger that almost failed yeah. me to avenge the North. But I mean, I'm sure Bran also knew that by him being at the Godswood. He knew that more than likely that would draw the Night King, but I, and it I, was if a I had decent, to guess, and it was also an area to where you someone cannot sneak up on you, but it most from li- the outside, right. from the because it's a tree in the middle of a clearing. Yeah, but it also means by coming towards them, you're putting your back to the castle where an assassin lives. Yeah, <laughs> well, but at the same time. With him doing that, I think he knew that it was more than likely. But also, if it didn't happen, then he had so he was the, he had the weirwood. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Well, see, no, that's that, the way I thought about it. Was it was him, Doctor Stranging, Iron Man? I would understand that. I would basically. understand that perfectly. If you, he was working, or if he was doing his little eye thing, but no, 
no no crows were flying. All right, there were no ravens. At what point? When he tells uh when he tells fucking Theon, I have work to do or whatever, or I have to do a thing, and then bird and then he sends like t- like eight yeah. birds out. It gives you the impression that he's sending them out to do something. If it was a giant flock of them, he could be there to fucking uh, to slow down the Night's King so he doesn't land as quickly, which would make sense, being harried by a bunch of crows. And it could have been led to, he since he's hiding in that cloud, every now and then you see a blue flash because he's toasting a bunch I, of crows. I, and think, then it just, the I narr- think it just but, makes more sense that they were just scouts. Because he had an idea of what was going to happen, and because everything's not set in stone, he's like, okay, let's send them out. If and he knows, you know, he's like, okay, if I see this, then I know it's time to go to the. Then they really should have followed that up, even in a slight, like as in just I, showing I at disagree. one point a crow flying. But you know, they might have. Um, but no, there was a lot of people that was giving brand crap and I don't think that they're thinking of this. They're not thinking of it because essentially it is Dr. Stranging. He is Dr. Strange. If you want to think about it that way, Dr. Strange in Endgame and brand the way that because he can't get... see the future. He can make good assumptions based on right. And they know how to get people before. from point A to point B. Yeah. It, but they also know not to overdo it. Because if you overdo it, you're not going to get someone from point A to point B. They're and going to go from also, A to C, or they don't even move. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this in a way that's not story based, but in the story, like as in, because think about this: if you're a lord of Westeros and there's been war after war after war of assholes being assholes, you would super dig a king who cannot fight, who isn't a warrior, and just maybe might be a pushover. So you might be able to get in his graces and make him do exactly what you want, even though you fucking can't. Yeah. But he's just a little crippled boy who's never going to have a kid, so you don't have to worry about that. But You see, never know. You might be Some able people to. were like, you know, well, how is Tyrion going from talking to Daenerys about her line of succession to, you know, somewhat of a democratic kind of way of looking at things instead of monarchical? Yeah, fuck but I'm those like, dicks for laughing at Sam. <laughs> Right. I thought the same thing. But here's the thing, though, is he was talking that way with a Targaryen. The Targaryens are other than John are dead. There's there's no other Targaryens in the world. Right. So he whenever things were going to be Daenerys on the Iron Throne. Yes, he was worried about a line of succession. And he was also deeply in love with her. And, you know. He was like, "Hey, if you if you wanna if you you're gonna need a house from Westeros, but the, I'm just saying. But the world and the leader is going to be different, thus yes. calling for something different. And, and it's and, also an oligarchy, not a fucking uh, monarchy. A, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, what was the word I'm looking for? A dynastic monarchy. Yeah. So it's gonna be the king." Is go- you're basically getting a fucking prime minister, y'all. Yeah. All right. You're getting a a figurehead that you, that the lords of Westeros will vote upon. Ooh, like all these like little just grubbing little shits that would make them hard as fuck, knowing that they may be able to have a say in who rules, and because you had a say in who rules, they will owe you. Like in the terms of the world Not in which they live, you, but if you were but wrong, no, you, and you would voted think about somebody. that. No, no, no. If you think if you get somebody elected in this aspect of the world, in this world, doing something for someone gives them a favor. Yeah. So in your head, if you fucking vote a dude in, oh, that might give you power. It will never will, but it just might. So that in this in this feudal society of just shit heel lords. It makes sense as a way to keep the 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 uh, the fact that there is a king, but make it less batshit insane. And what happens, like point two seconds after this new fucking setup was made? I'm sorry, brother. I'm seceding. Bye. <laughs> like, dear God. Well, but she had a point yes, though. She's yes. like, look, the north. But I just think it's kind of. It, I just personally thought like. Fucking hell. And goddamn Arya's going off to be Christopher Columbus. Dude, I love that for Arya, actually. I, I like love the that idea she's of her like being just an going, explorer, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, 
Actually, what's west of Westeros? Esos, bitch, the world is round. We know it is. We just don't know what's like. But here's the thing. I actually kind of thought about her as Isabel or Isabella from Dragon Age 2. Just a more badass warrior. But that's what I kind of imagine. asshole? (laughs) No, I said Isabella, not Anders. No, 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 no. As in, oh, God. No, 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 no. No, that would be slit her throat day one kind of thing. But no. I'm talking about the fact that I uh, I didn't even know that you can keep her. Yeah. Because why would I? To me, she was like one of the most interesting characters. I just I she was not... like Morrigan. She was the Morrigan of DA two. Yeah, but I was to able me. to fucking talk to Morgan. Everything I said, like See, I could not get her to a friendly relationship at dude, all. I didn't like Morgan a lot in the first one until I started reading like the stuff you had to do to try to romance her and how it changes the story. And the way she, you know, the the stuff that you learn about her more. And I was like, all right, well, bet I'll try it, you know. And it was like the character became so much more interesting. Oh, yeah, and when you found out that she's like supposed to be groomed to be like, oh, and that fucking final DLC. Oh, it yeah. hurt my heart. Yeah. Like the fact that she's like about to leave is like, and it's like, there's another option. It's like, what? What other option? And then you go with her, and she freaks. Like, it breaks. It, she didn't even comprehend that that was a possibility. That's her personality. She honestly, genuinely doesn't trust people because she, you know, she's not trusted. She doesn't trust them. Have you seen her fucking mom? Um, that kind of shit. And the fact that I just fucking just walked into what could be oblivion with her. She, it, she could not comprehend it. It was so yeah. fucking adorable. I don't know why, but that was just kind of what with Arya. I actually thought that was a perfect ending for her. Uh, pretty much a yeah. perfect ending with Arya or with I just with think Sansa. it's odd that it was just out of nowhere kind of thing. But I kind of get like she she idolizes the fucking uh, the, the warrior women of the past. One of which, you know. The lady who seduced a Targaryen and took off with some of her, dra- like, stole some dragon eggs. Yeah, Farnsworth. Which Danny got. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, those seem to and be the three, sold same them three eggs that, and, Yeah, that no, no, no those actively were the three eggs I, that Well, Danny here's the thing, though. Whenever it's talked about even with Fire and Blood, it's never pointed out as the same ones that Daenerys gets. There's just a whole lot of people putting two and two together. Just like with no, R plus L equals J. Say. Right, you don't. You actively don't need to say it because right. Someone like, sold oh, hey, three they, dragon eggs. They were last seen in Pentos. Yeah, sold three dragon eggs, and out here magically, there's now three dragon eggs. Yeah. Like yeah, it, and it yeah. and it moved hands a lot. Yeah. So but, yeah, um, you know, there's some people that are like, dude, can you imagine like some of the different possibilities that the story could take? Like Drogon is taking, uh taking Danny back to Dragonstone or even to Essos and taking her to a red priestess or, or any number honestly, of things that could happen that could even... I don't even, think that would even be I, a thing, but I what I would possible. think is yeah. probably taking her back to... Valeria? Uh, no. Where he was born. Where her love died. Hmm. That's just That's just being, you know... Right. That's just wanting to be. But, nah. There's... But, no, here's the thing, though. Her visions from the House of the Undying... Meant nothing? No, 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 no. No, it actually went along with it. I was actually... Whenever she was reaching out for the throne, I expected Jon to show up at that point. Because in her vision, she never got to touch it. Right? And, of course, in her vision... She touches it. There's the snow or ash that's falling. She walks out and she's walking out of the wall. And then she walks to Drogo and um, her, her son. Right. So, okay. So that is where she crosses the veil. Right. She thought that that is where her heart would be. And but the it's wall where is he, indicative of winter and, and of course, John Snow. The fact of what she would need to do. Yeah. Right. And so... By John Snow, so the House her, of the Undying was to... just showing her the path her life would take. Okay, yep. you know what? I'll dig that even more so than Maggie the Frog. Like even more so than that. Yeah, that was. But the House that. of the Undying was showing her the way things would go. Because of course it didn't show it in the the show, but you know in the book there's Rob with the wolf's head. 
you know, attached to him sitting on the throne and, you know, there's all these other things, but yeah. So her progress, whenever she gets to the throne, she never gets to sit on it. So all these people that had dreams about the throne and then, uh, and then an allusion to when they die. So remember Jake in the game of Thrones, win or die. So all these things were visions of, what would happen to them in the game? There's the throne, dead. Huh. I like that. Yep. I like that. That that actually, okay, I completely retract my House of the Undying vision, Mark. And of all because of the that prophecy, was, yeah. quote unquote prophecy, that's the one that You can't actually... defend the Maggie the Frog shit, no, though. No, they and did I'm not that going shit. To. They did that. They handled that bad. And, I, and I'm not going to defend that one, but- you know, mainly because it fucked up the entire uh, story. But to me, of I think it's Jamie. really saying that prophecy is bullshit. the The TV show is kind of saying prophecy is bullshit. But Daenerys had a prophecy prophecy of how her life would go, and it came out right. But here's the thing: was it prophecy or was it just what was the first of part the of the vision? Um, prophecy of the future and a vision of the future and a prophecy are kind of the same thing, Jake. I don't know. I'd have to go back and six of one, half it. dozen of the other. A prophecy is saying what will happen in the future. A vision of the future is showing what would happen in the future. Prophecy is just usually more uh, flowery language, which that was flowery as fuck. Yeah, the House of the Undying was pretty. Flowery, I don't remember what but... the first one was. I don't know what the first part was, but yeah, the second one was the wall, where which... she would also lose one of her children. Uh. <laughs> And the fact that she would need to go to the wall to help, which she did, and save help save the world by being a distraction. Okay, hold on, let me see. Here's Westeros.org, so I know this one will have the... Okay, so... Inside, she passes through many rooms containing visions before she reaches the chamber of the undying. In the show, there um, were just three. That's what we're going on as show logic. Okay. Well, I'm just reading this in general. So, a beautiful naked woman being ravished by four little men who resemble the dwarf yeah, servitor. Yeah, Westeros, yeah. A feast of slaughtered corpses holding cups, spoons, and food with a dead man with a wolf's head sitting on a throne wearing an iron crown. Of course, foreshadowing the Red Wedding. Mm. Daenerys's childhood home with the Red Door and Bravos, A throne room with dragon skulls on the walls where a king resembling Aerys II sits on a barbed throne and appears to give the order to burn the Red Keep during the second king's landing a room where a silver-haired man presumably Rhaegar names his son Aegon saying the child is the prince that was promised promised and plays a harp a splendor of wizards who falsely claim to be the undying of Karth and offer to teach Daenerys Fuck, the secret speech of Dragonkind hold on um Okay. No, it doesn't so, show the show one. That's um, what matters. In the this Undying showed Daenerys many more visions before attacking her and being slain by Drogon. Okay, no. so Viserys's gruesome death, a tall lord with copper skin and silver gold hair beneath a ba- banner of a fiery stallion with a burning city in the background, which may be a glimpse at Rago's, um, at what Rago's future would have been. A dying prince, likely Rhaegar, mutters a woman's name with his last breath, rubies flying from his chest, so that's probably Rhaegar. A blue-eyed king who casts no shadow, uh, raises a red sword in his hand, so possibly Stannis. A cloth dragon sways on poles amidst a cheering crowd. A great stone beast takes wing from a smoking tower, breathing shadows. Daenerys' silver trots through grass to a darkling stream under a sea of stars. A corpse standing on the prow of a ship with bright blue eyes and gray smiling lips. A blue flower growing from a chink in a wall of ice filling the air with sweetness. Jake? Yes. I was talking about the show. And here's the stuff of the show. The the throne in the snow. The busted ass red keep. Then the wall. And then her with Drogon. The end. That's that's it. (laughs) So... Quite literally, what it was showing is at the uh, at the battered throne, all right, and then the wall. So at the throne, she meets up with the walling with the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and then she's reunited with uh, her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, pretty that's much. it. <laughs> we didn't. No, I was need trying the to look at book. everything else. No, no I was, I was actively wanting to look at everything the, else. The show, because the show showed too. 
that was just allusions to what was going on. I get like the yeah. book is, would be but different. Yeah, the is, show just showed her in that's the throne all I room. Wanted. <laughs> she goes to reach for the throne and, and she hears she her dragon or she hears a baby cry or something. And then she gets cut to the wall. And as she's walking, she walks through the, the tunnel there yeah. at Castle Black. And then she's in the uh And then the she's place. in the tent. Yeah, with, the tent. With Rago and with Drogon. Uh, Drogon. Yeah, Drogon. Rago. Drogon. Yeah, you're right. It is Rago. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was needing to know. So yeah, that makes that actually okay. It makes sense. the The House of the Undying, that prophecy in the show makes sense because it was just showing her how she was going to die in a prophetic way, mm-hmm. not in a showing the vision of the future, but in a this is what is going to happen. Yeah. You will be at the battered throne, and then the personification of the wall. And then you get to meet your fa- your husband again, bitch. Yeah, that's what that's what happened. So I get that. That that actually, you know, I was like the whole thing of like all the prophecies were fucked in the butt. But no, this Except one wasn't. That one, yeah, the the Mag of the Frog. There's no. No, I'm sorry. No, it was done bad. That was just. But real quick, Bob. Yeah. So this is gonna steer away from Game of Thrones. What? I think we're I think we're pretty much tapped we're out done. from that anyway. We just went over this. Oh yeah. Um and then John goes back to the watch cuz he's told to go back to the watch which Jake is not in fucking the Seven Kingdoms. They 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 sent him back it's to the true. wall into another nation's territory. Well, here's here's the thing though. So they're like, "Well, why wouldn't they just, you know, pull a double and have John come back, right?" If you think about why it. Why would he? Yara and um, Gendry were both on Daenerys' side. So if John like just bebopped back, then those would be at least two people yeah. that would have that would take issue, which is why he actually went to the wall and kind of makes. And sense. also because he doesn't want to fucking deal with this shit. And I just find it hilarious. The moment he gets to the wall, he fucking fucks off with the nut. He- he's in yeah. the Lord Commander's cloak yeah. and fucks off with the wall. Now, I guess you could if you wanted I think to be. It's pedantic. just him going ranging north of the wall yes, and, and he'll taking never... them back. He's also it could be he's just helping them find a home and then he'll be back. Or I would think it would have been great if the gates never closed. That's what I was banking on. See, whenever the gate closed, I actually took that as he would never go back. Oh, he isn't going back. Yeah. I'm just saying I would have loved that because, well. Sure, they have different, and some of them are horrible human beings, but, you know, they're still the first men. So they leave that open because, and the fact that they're actively going back, the fact that they wanted to, they've always, like, gone up trying to cross the wall just because they Mm -hmm. want to see what's on the other side half the time. And, yeah, you just fucking said, this is where it is. All you people on that side of the wall, you're now fucking dangerous criminals. Bye. Yeah. When really it's just because that was a tactical place. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you should just keep them open. Like, at least have checkpoints kind of things where you can open them. But, you know, that's just after a while, yeah. you know, things become the way they but are. But that, that, that ghost whimper, like ghost whimpering, his little. Yeah. Whimper. Dude, it was so adorable. Yeah, it was. That was but, pretty awesome. I was like, oh, ah, bitch. Even though I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Come here, Annie. Oh, Bubby, I'm sorry. So, Jake, what were you going to talk about? So, I saw something on Twitter and it led me to listen to a podcast. Say it again. Um, I saw something on Twitter and it led me to listen to a podcast. Thursday was the 23rd, right? I think. So, Thursday marked 20 years, and I can't believe it's been 20 years since this happened. Owen Hart... Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's been 20 years. Yeah. And even then I was like, damn, I can't believe I forgot about that even. I know. It was. Dude, like, it marked the start of the death of the Attitude Era because it, they yeah. started getting, like, they like people they started, started taking note. Buckling up and. No, they've had, people started taking note and fucking telling them to do it. Be, it's like the whole world stood up and said, "Enough is enough, and it's time for a change." <laughs> but it was I'm a, horrible. It was, a, it was no, no. That's hilarious. <laughs> the, I was, it was actually on Jim Ross's podcast. Is the one I listened to. It was like almost two and a half hours long. But listening to um, the other guy on the podcast, where he was taking excerpts from like 
Owen Hart's wife's the book that she wrote and JR's own because you know him and King were sitting right there ringside when everything yeah. happened. And just listening. oh no, they were sitting back by the where it happened, which was not ringside. It was no, they were ringside. The no, oh, I thought it was in the back ringside. of the announcers. Oh no, 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 no. They were sitting ringside at the announcers table because whenever everything happened, he fell and he hit his head like on the turnbuckle or something. Oh, and, I thought he fell and, by and the jumbotron. No, uh-uh. Oh shit. No, it was above the ring. Yeah, yeah, and even it sounded like where people were still like cleaning up from the hardcore match before, like where they were on the uh, mat and they were like getting some of the detritus out of the ring and all that stuff. Detritus? But um, Say that just to hurt but, me. But the, <laughs> but the Rev heard somebody yell, get out of the way right before, right before Owen hit. Oh. Because basically where the Rev was standing was over here by the rope. Um, and Owen hit right there at the corner turnbuckle. So it was like maybe five feet difference. Yeah. Yeah. And they said like, just from his fractures, like whenever his arm hit, like it just kept kind of bouncing off of the mat from the, the spring in the mat, the the mild spring. Yeah. Yeah. And all the tension from the, the yeah, dude, it was, I was like, Oh, and just listening to it. I was just like, man, damn it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I can't believe it's been that long. And that was craziness. And Yeah. So on that happy note... Actually, I'm going to bring it around to something happy. Please? Today is International Towel Day. Some good old Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for you, Bob. Today's International Towel Day. Oh, I guess I'm one of those breeds of dorks who really hates the constant... Like, that kind of... I don't know. I just... I, I think it's hilarious because it's out of it's it's completely pointless, but everybody putting point into the into thing kind of you know takes away from the fun of the thing. The fact of like you have your towel right, it's like what's so important about a towel? But now that everybody's saying a towel is the most important thing, it kind of I don't. It's so that's just me. Being I read me. A, I read a Mashable article where they were talking about uh, the whole International Towel Day thing, and originally in 2011. It was paired up with, or it was originally paired up with Star Wars, right? Um, It was like more of a geek day to kind of celebrate hitchhikers and Star Wars. And then 2011, um, Lucas decided, hey, let's just, you know, May the 4th is hilarious and let's do that, you know. And so it kind of broke away. And so... um, with it becoming two weeks after the fact is why it's the 20, you know, why the International Towel Day is what it is. But on top of that, today, the funny thing about today's is today marks 42 years since the first Star Wars came out. Uh, yeah, that is a little <laughs> funny. I'll give you that, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. So tell them where they can get at us. <laughs> if they really want to. Yeah, because I have a... Moderate headache right now. <laughs> Do you have mild to moderate plaque psoriasis, Bob? <laughs> Those all the commercials for pharmaceuticals. How it can says you have plaque, it says it, psoriasis in your plaque, or is it plaque on your psoriasis? I don't. I don't know. That's just what the commercials say. Or mild to moderate eczema. My teeth keep mild fucking moderate, flaking. <laughs> mild to moderate Crohn's disease. Just tell them. So you can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. <laughs> um, you can also send us an email, brothersquarrel at gmail.com. And by the time you hear this, technically it's already live, but I kind of want to already start pimping it. Um, and then we can start adding to it as we go along. But you can also find us on the interwebs. You give me shit about have your cake and fuck it too, and you say interwebs. That is a double standard, Sally, right well, there, sir. But guess what? I'm not. I didn't come up with interwebs. I didn't come up with have your cake and yeah, fuck it did. too. No, I didn't. Oh. I, I picked it up somewhere through like osmosis and shit, which is a good conversation I want to have about stuff you just pick up and I'm what it does that. to you. So yeah, yeah that's we a we need, need to put to that down. Note. We'll do like a Claywell ham type of research thing. Yeah. Maybe. 
probably not. But um, if you go on to your preferred browser and type in abqpodcast.net, you will see the the pre-splugium uh, example of our website. We're still kind of working on it. There is actually a contact us. So guess what? If you have an idea and you visit the website, you could totally, totally send us something through the website. Does it uh, Does it set up through TweetDeck or email? Email. Okay. Yep. So, so we'll get something other than, you know, the Bur- and... I saw an email. I saw Burkina. I, I, I'm hoping. I need to look at it, see what's going on, see how the story developed. Yep. Hey, Pip. But no. So, with that out of the way, we'll be taking a brief hiatus and no, just next oh no 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 because uh, it's next, just next week the next episode will actually be the uh, introductory episode for the uh, the book club I'm starting. Which of course we were gonna do the first epi- actual episode uh, this Friday, this coming Friday, but. Fran finally got a house, and they're moving Friday and Saturday. So it's like, fuck! But at least it's already recorded, and since I have Ramblers next yeah. week, it all Yeah, it out. was recorded a while ago. We talk about, like, not the last... The, or, or we talk about the fifth episode of Game of Thrones, okay? So in it, it's just a, a meet and greet with the four hosts, one of which you guys know well. Oh, I thought it was just you and her. Oh, no, it's me, Fran, uh, this dude I went to school with, Chris, and Kenzie, who I worked at the theater with. So I'll have that up. I was hoping to have audio visual as well, but here's the thing: the audio in the uh, Skype is just sounding. I'm still gonna look into the whole having a camera and okay, maybe doing a little bit of the the visual also. Okay, like we'll figure out ways to yeah, but take care of that's yeah for another time. But now is when we say goodbye, because until next time. Wait, because until next... Fuck. (laughs) So, until next time, we here at A Brother's Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not even the three-eyed raven. Your dog's looking at you like, what the fuck did you just say, boo? Yeah, I've got nothing. (laughs) I don't either. I am so out of it. I'm going to take...